Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the owner and head coach at Straight Shot Training. Being strong makes you better at just about everything. That's why even though the Straight Shot Training program balances all aspects of fitness, we consider strength training with excellent technique the foundation of our model. My friend John Taylor has the same approach to fitness as he trains year-round and competes in strongman competitions. Get a brief intro into the world of strongman and how a strong body equals a strong mind as we get into why strength is king. So we're here with John Taylor. John is a CrossFit Level 1 coach. Uh, he also attended the CrossFit Strongman Seminar. Uh, he's working on his National Academy of Sports Medicine Certified Personal Trainer certification. And I wanted to bring John on today to talk about his style of working out and the importance of just maximal strength in general. So John, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get into the strongman style of lifting and in some competitions that you've done and this kind of blend of CrossFit and strongman working out that you do. Let's say real quick is about 10 years ago got into Krav Maga combat sports that was a ton of fun. I got a tiny introduction to CrossFit after one of the classes I was way too exhausted to really do anything with it that day and okay. then a couple years later completely changed my training and um, got into CrossFit about six years ago. All right. So there was a pretty even transition from doing bro work at a bro gym and having no idea what I'm actually doing, <laughs> transitioning over to CrossFit, and almost immediately getting into that, I was exposed to strongman isn't just for 400-pound dudes, like baking in an African sun, throwing around cars. Yeah, so what is your height and weight, just so everybody has an idea of, of what you're working with here? 5'11". Okay. 5'11 and three quarters of shoes. Okay. And... Uh, <laughs> 200 and like 9.4 this morning weigh myself every day okay so yeah you're not a you're not a small dude but you're not when people think strongman they think of like you know these top guys who are weighing well into the high threes and are you know, six foot eight something like that so you know there's different weight classes in strongman just world's like strongest man is generally only ever videoed with like the 350 or the 400 it's really called the open class okay the open weight class yeah. um with the increasing popularity of strongman, now there are weight classes for guys all the way down to 175, so wow. under, 100, under 175 pounds. Yeah. And women's lightest is under 120. That's awesome. Literally every body type can do it. Yeah, that's cool. So you, you got into strongman through CrossFit. Oh, sorry. About the first six months yeah. of CrossFit, I was exposed. Uh, okay. Jim, I was training at. The owners had one or two molds for Atlas stones, the big concrete balls. Yeah. I cast those, um, started lifting those. I had a tire, like a 300, 350-pound truck tire because at okay. the time I couldn't really afford to spend anything else on anything yeah. besides just necessities. So I got a tire for free, Got okay. a, made like a 50-pound sandbag, and lifted some Atlas stones. Sweet. So what was it that attracted you 
to that style of training that not was beyond just the barbell training that you probably liked. You probably got into barbells with the more traditional bro lifting, like you, you call it, and then moved into CrossFit, where we still use a lot of barbells. But what was it that kind of attracted you about the odd object stuff? Because you do, I mean, you're everybody considers you from the circle that we run around in as you're the odd object guy. You're you're typically carrying something weird. <laughs> so. I'm just thinking about all the times I've picked up um, Johnny's coworkers yep. or friends. Yep. Sometimes they know about it. Sometimes they like, have no idea yep. it's about to happen. Nope. And I don't mean dating. I mean I've just lifted <laughs> them say, off not, the ground. Not like giving them a, dry, a ride or something. Nope, just pick them up. And just carry them for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's a very simplistic way to explain it. And then I'll get into detail for about a minute. Okay. Uh, I like the blunt. I like the brutality okay. of strongman. I like that it. it's such a primal feeling of lifting something odd, lifting something that is not designed to be easy, not designed to be efficient like a barbell, a kettlebell, yeah. or a dumbbell. Yeah. I like overcoming the natural challenge of just a random thing. And then I also like, I like the rush. Okay of exerting that maximal effort in something that is not simple. Like those are almost the exact same thing, really. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, it makes sense, though. So for those of our listeners who don't understand everything that is involved in a strongman competition, can you just give us a quick overview of the sport in general? So um, strongman, for the U.S., there are two federations, North American Strongman and, for the life of me, I can't remember the other one. Okay. I am a member of North American Strongman. 90% okay. um, of your competitions are going to be officiated through both of those. They're both paths to get to the Arnold, the Arnold Sports Festival or yeah. North American Strongman competition. Okay. All right, that's the high-level stuff that 99% of the people who do Strongman competitions will never even need to know about. So let's get down to the realistic level. Okay. <laughs> your average competition is going to have between five, sometimes six events. Gotcha. Total working time for the entire day is going to be less than six minutes <laughs> in a wow. six-event competition. That lasts all day. Last all well, I've done CrossFit and Strongman competitions. Okay. Uh, CrossFit competition with all the people might take from nine a.m. to six p.m. Absolutely, yeah. Strongman athlete briefing is at nine. Okay. You start lifting at nine thirty. You are done by one thirty. All right, that's not bad then. It. Um, Everything local that I've been to, shout out to John Ward from Coliseum Strongman. The guy runs an amazingly efficient operation there, and everybody else I've been to. Um, they keep people moving fast, but okay. you have generally five events. You're going to always have some kind of an overhead press event, okay. which could be pressing for maximum weight yeah. in a... Um, set up similar to powerlifting or Olympic lifting where the bar keeps getting heavier or the implement keeps getting heavier okay. and you go up and lift it when you want. If you fail, you're out. Okay. Um, you could also have a maximum repetitions in a 60 second time cap. Gotcha. For, it could be one implement that you have to take from the ground overhead. It could be three, four, five implements that you have to put overhead in succession and you just keep going back for as many reps until their time runs out. Okay. Um, then you're always going to have some kind of a more static lift, traditional like a squat or a deadlift, but you're usually gonna be squatting a car hooked up to a frame behind you. Yeah. You're going to be squatting maybe from a rack, but instead of plates, you're gonna have massive truck tires on that thing. Okay. And you're squatting those tires down to a box. 
you could be doing a car deadlift, you could be doing a frame deadlift. Um, so you're gonna have at least one of those. So we've okay. got the maximal strength, we've got the overhead press, you're probably gonna have something where you're picking up and carrying a heavy thing. Okay. So pick up and carry an atlas stone, a keg, farmer's handles, that could be for maximum distance with no time limit. That could be just carry 50 feet as fast as you can. Okay. Then you're also probably going to have loading something. That's where we get to Atlas Stones, the one that everybody knows earlier. about. Yeah. Um, you might be lifting one particular very heavy Atlas Stone for maximum repetitions in 60 seconds. Okay. You could have five or six Atlas Stones set up in succession next to each other with a platform in front of you, and you load from the lightest stone to the heaviest stone, fastest time wins. Okay. You could be doing the exact same thing with kegs or sandbags. Okay. And so then there's- Those are the basic events, but then of course, like you said, there's there's variance within those events. Yes. So that's why it's so important, because I noticed with your training, and I'm a big fan of variance in training, doing different, not doing the same thing. You can do the same lift a million different ways and, and find different things that you're bad at. So that's why it's so important as Strongman to include variance because you may not know. Now, do you know before the competition all of the events or you know some of them and some of them are, are surprises when you get there? So every competition I've ever done and 95% of competitions that I've looked at, the events are published months in advance. You know oh, okay. as soon as you sign up. It's really the opposite of the other um, gorilla in the room, CrossFit, where yeah. you don't know until you walk in there. So yeah. um, Strongman, they're going to publish the events before you sign up. Maybe gotcha. the weights won't be set because maybe the event organizer doesn't have own, doesn't own everything yet. Yeah. They have to still buy it. Events are subject to change the second you show up because I've been to ones where a sandbag broke or a barbell broke. Oh. So we couldn't use it. So, <laughs> yeah. hey. Maybe you're gonna have to lift way more weight than you expected, or maybe you're gonna have to go a heck of a lot lighter so you need to move faster. Okay, gotcha. So can you tell us about some of the competitions you've done? You've done a couple strongman competitions. I think I've done probably like six, seven okay. at this point. Okay. Uh, so that started 2014 in Richmond, Virginia at the River City Strongman Challenge. Um, I was a novice competitor there on the fat guy side, so 200 plus pounds. Okay. Um, that was my first exposure to most of the strongman implements. Wow. I had a ton of fun. Uh, that was, I think, like clean and press log for max weight, max, F, uh, max weight truck tire deadlift. Okay. Uh, farmers carry like well past body weight, a uh, bunch of tire flips, and there was probably something else that I forget. Okay. Uh, then there's been a bunch of events in the Maryland area. I've gone to some stuff out uh, just across the Bay Bridge in Delaware. Um, it's always a really fun, supportive crowd. You're okay. going as hard as you possibly can for maybe 10 to 60 seconds. Yeah. And the rest of the time, you're hanging out. You're talking to people that you see okay. every couple of months, uh, eating a lot of food. <laughs> typical, typical for strong man. Because you're going to be exhausted because yeah. for those 60 seconds, you're working. There's no restraint. Restraint, moderation, and being intelligent is for training and preparation. But when you're there, just, just go hard. Everything, yeah. Yeah, if you feel like you're passing out at, at the end of every event, you did the right thing. And I, I think that's something that people don't get. And maybe when they watch strongman competitions, they, they can understand it. But a lot of times they just think you're lifting something heavy once or twice. They don't understand the anaerobic nature, the, 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 the role that cardiovascular fitness plays into strongman, which... You do 
I mean, your cardio looks different than maybe somebody with an elliptical, obviously, but it's not like you aren't out of breath when you're training and your heart isn't pumping in your throat when you're training, obviously to an extent, because it's going to be even higher than that when you're competing. So is there, if we're a strong man, what is strongman cardio that you're going to do strongman, for an event like that? Strongman cardio is going to be training in that 15 to 90 second range Okay. at the absolute highest that you can sustain for multiple intervals. Okay. Like, so you do have some, you know, 60 seconds on, three minutes off type intervals, type things that you do. I'll go with that for something that's going to be a little bit um, higher intensity for yeah. each interval. Yeah. I love doing lots of every minute on the minute. So EMOMs, yep. taking that directly from a lot of people using in CrossFit. Yep. Yeah. We use them some in the straight shot for training program. Too. Yep. It's, it, it's, I absolutely love it. So I try and manipulate the loading or the work that I'm doing for that every minute on a minute work to be about 15 to 20 seconds of absolute maximum effort. Gotcha. So I'm resting for the remaining time. And okay. I'll use that protocol for everything that I'm doing. For okay. I, I, Not in the same training session, but yeah. like if my focus is for one particular session is going to be ground to overhead, I'll do maybe a very heavy log clean and press that's going to take about 10 to 15 seconds. Absolute as heavy as I can manage for that time. Okay. Um, in Strongman, it's not just lifting a single heavy thing. Yeah. It's, you have to be, there's ex, an extremely high level of athleticism. There's a lot of transfer from powerlifting and a lot of powerlifters that get into Strongman, yeah. but they will always, they typically struggle with the events that involve more cardiovascular endurance like or carries. explosive power. Okay. So yes, carries and throwing events, because throwing yeah. sometimes happens. Okay. So um, this is where you see a real fun, uh, difference between people who come from a CrossFit background versus a powerlifting background versus an Olympic yeah. lifting background. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the CrossFitters are going to do better, all other things being equal, yep. on the more explosive, the more sprint events, okay. the ones that have the oddest objects, like maybe you're just going to be lifting actual stones that were dragged out of a field okay. onto a platform. CrossFitters are going to do good on that. Yeah. Obviously, if we're talking about uh, like clean and pressing a heavy axle or doing some kind of a squat variation, well, the powerlifters are going to be great on that. But yeah high intensity cardio intervals yep whatever you want to make that cool so kind of branching off of that and i know i mean your training days are uh they can get pretty long some of your training yeah days. i can get a little carried away <laughs> so, so uh, if you can give us kind of kind of a brief overview of the kind of more of the structure of what a session would look like if somebody's working out with you uh, whether it's for competition or i mean you do a lot of this for self-improvement because you do believe in that everyone should not be an amateur in the art of uh, of, what is it? Was the quote again? Oh, uh, no man has the right to be. No, yeah, nobody. Ha it's. Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna so, remember it as soon as I'm we're gonna done paraphrase here. this. Yeah. I think it's uh, nobody has the art. Nobody has the right to be an amateur in the field or the pursuit of physical fitness. Yes, and who and who was that? Uh, it's not Aristotle, but it's so from that same. Socrates. It's not Socrates. It's from that same time One period. One of those dudes. Yeah. Man, we're going to find this. Well, we have cell phones. Let's look, we'll look this up so we can fix this. The exact quote that John and I couldn't quite get in this interview was, no man has the right to be an amateur in the matter of physical training. It is a shame for a man to grow old without seeing the beauty and strength of which his body is capable. And it actually is by Socrates. 
Um, but yeah. so you, you don't just train to compete. You also train to better yourself. So what is a workout going to look like? What does the structure kind of look like for you? So start to go warm up to the time you finish. And that changes absolutely all the time because uh, I yeah, am like such, I get distracted so easily. <laughs> it's usually like whatever's fun. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So let's say if I'm focusing on picking up and pressing something odd overhead, okay. I like to carry something odd and I like to load something odd. Okay. It's simple enough. You hit all three of those and it doesn't matter what the particulars are. You've improved your overall fitness and you've also been able to work on some particular strongman movements. Okay. So it'll do about maybe a five to 10 minute like general cardiovascular warm-up. So if the weather's nice, maybe go running for a few minutes. Yeah. No skill development, just keep moving. Just get the heart rate up. Uh, then come in and so do some kind of a warm-up for overhead. So maybe some like kettlebell cleaning presses, maybe just a whole bunch of strict presses with an empty barbell, maybe some wall balls. Okay. Prime the shoulder girdle. Prime the shoulder so we're moving yep. in the correct path. And the exact path you move doesn't even matter because it's a strong man. It's going to be weird no matter what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, there is, it's, each movement involves so much. It's, it's a full body sport. And a lot of your lifting days are full body days. Yep. Back to back. It's not like you, you don't, I mean, sometimes you'll have an up more an upper focus, more lower focus, more push, more pull, but you're pretty much always incorporating everything because that's what the sport incorporates. And even if you're focusing on an exclusive um, like push pull and lower body split, even when you are doing the either of those with strongman movements, a push pull day is going to involve some legs. Yeah. And a lower body day is absolutely going to slam your traps, your all of your lats, and your pectorals. Yeah. You can't true. avoid it's it. A little bit of everything. So keep going with the warm up. Uh, love doing any kind of. Uh, you're going to be needing some pretty strong hip drive there some definitely some air squats okay. the heaviest russian kettlebell swings that i can get okay like you got 150 kettlebell around yep. i'm using it yeah i need to use get, it to get the hips warmed up and then so then after that you you do your biggest most complicated lifts first then i like to go overhead first okay because that's the lightest gotcha so overhead i'm going to be moving less weight than i am with all the with the other two directions yeah. so for the overhead um We'll figure out what we're doing, and maybe it's going to be a like every minute on the minute, or from with a partner. We'll just we could just start working up. Like John, if you and I were doing it, yeah. maybe we'll just take the empty log. Mm -hmm. We're going to use that as 135 pounds empty, the one I own, yep. and we'll just keep going for triples. Clean it once, press it overhead, and we'll just keep adding weight okay. until we feel like we're done. Okay. Um, as long as we get like 15 heavy reps in, we've. We've developed some strength, but we spent more time developing the movement. Okay. All right, so we're done with that. Let's put it away. Now we switch over to let's go ahead and load something heavy. So let's grab some sandbags, stack up a bunch of plyometric boxes, and we'll just start lifting those sandbags off the ground, get into our laps, and then drive them with the triple extension hip drive that you get in Olympic lifting yep. right up onto those platforms. Okay. At that point, we'll probably just start going for an every minute on the minute thing. Couple, couple of reps every minute on the minute. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Working about 15, 20 seconds. Right, so you have the overhead, you have the loading, and then what's after those? Uh, any kind of a carry. Oh, gotcha. So depending on how our hands are feeling, if they're feeling great, we haven't wrecked them yet, maybe we'll go ahead and pick up some farmer's handles. Okay. And we'll do that for maybe max distance, maybe as fast as we possibly can, getting at least body weight for me at this point. Okay. Less than that, and it's more of a cardiovascular challenge. Gotcha. Or maybe we'll load up a yoke and we'll just start working on speed. Maybe we're gonna go really heavy, but over the course of a training session, if I'm taking somebody new through it or if I'm feeling really great that day, I'll just go overhead, I'll load something heavy and I'll carry something heavy. Okay. Getting out of breath for every one of them. Yeah, that's good. So besides competing, what motivates you to train like this? Cause you, I've seen you go into a pretty dark place 
<laughs> just, just, just turning your brain off and just going on something. Like when I saw you carry uh, doing yoke carries, which is like a looks like a, a rack on your back that with the plates on the sides that you're carrying. And you, what are your yoke, yoke carries up into the six, six something? I hit six sixty maybe two weeks ago, Jeez. three weeks ago. So yeah. So what motivates you to train like this? It's a brutal challenge. Like when I. When I hit a PR or lift something like 95% on an Olympic lift or a power lift, like I feel awesome. I feel great for that day. Yeah. If I can break my previous performance in strongman, I feel indestructible. Okay. I, I feel absolutely amazing. Like it's, I've conquered. I have, I have killed all the nobles at Agincourt. I have <laughs> defeated the Persians at the gates of hell in Thermopylae. <laughs> okay. I have stood my ground on there was an unnamed Viking in Scandinavian folklore. I have stood my ground against the English for hours. I might be dying, but I still won. <laughs> I also love that I can push in strongman far more in strongman lifting movements strong far more than like um, your big three for powerlifting or Olympic lifting or even CrossFit. Yeah. I love that I can go right to the point where I am almost passing out. Okay. I have never gotten that point in CrossFit or Olympic or powerlifting. Okay. I've gotten to the point where I finish up that 660 yoke carry. Yeah. And I was leaning over the yoke. The world was gray. Um, I could barely see. I had a hard time walking even a couple minutes after that. Uh, last time I PR'd my log, the, my training partner, Ben, said my eyes bugged out and they, they totally did. I felt them. I felt the pressure build up so hard in my head. I, yeah. I love being able to go to that point. Okay. And uh, out of all the times I've gotten injured, I've never gotten hurt. I've never gotten injured with strongman. Okay. I have shredded my forearms lifting atlas stones before. Oh gosh, jeez. So, so the CrossFit world has embraced strongman type movements. We see them a lot in the games, but there's still people in the functional fitness world who don't value maximal strength. Why do you think it's so important to be strong for everybody? Literally everything you do in life, from training for you being a parent, yep. um, me being a dog lover, <laughs> literally everything you do in life, in the gym, outside of the gym, in sport, in your job, even if your job involves nothing more physical than handing somebody a report on a piece of paper, everything is easier if you're stronger. Absolutely. Everything. Yeah. L literally, there's nothing you could ever tell me that is not going to be easier if you're stronger. Okay. I mean, if you end up becoming that massive, swollen, hypertrophy look that a lot of bodybuilders aim for, and that's, that's their own thing. Like, yeah. I respect the level of work they put in. Yeah. But simple strength, your absolute top-end numbers. Yeah. The higher you can get them, everything else is easier. Yeah. Like, a guy doing a clean and jerk, if a guy can clean and jerk 315 pounds, yeah. well, when he goes to do grace, the CrossFit Matcon of 135 pounds for 30 times, yeah, it's easier than if he could only clean and jerk 225. Yeah. Well, and who am I going to ask to help me move? Yep. There's a reason why I, I moved the other week, and that mo the majority of the people who were helping me were all personal trainers. It's just be being strong, it, and it's not even just being able to do things. It's avoiding injury. So... I, I don't fear getting hurt outside of the gym because I know my body will protect me. Yeah. And uh, over the summer, went to a bachelor party weekend with a friend out of Deep Creek Lake, 
and a bunch of us went mountain downhill mountain biking. I didn't understand what downhill mountain biking meant until it's we like, went up there. Holy cow. It's, it is downhill. It is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. But after about the first run where I was figuring out how to actually handle the bike, well, combined with all the gear we were wearing and combined with what I know my body can handle, yeah. that I know I can have a 275-pound bar slam into my chest and I can walk when needed with 600-plus pounds on my back. Like, yeah. As long as my eyes don't get hurt, I'm totally fine. Yeah. I got nothing to worry about yeah. here. <laughs> um, that was its own exhausting experience. Yeah, yeah. So but just... strength will protect you yeah. through literally everything you do in life. And strongman movements with the extreme time under tension for your spine and your spinal erectors and your hips is going to protect you from car accidents, from lifting something. And I mean, you have to lift something in real life outside of the gym. You're yeah. never going to be lifting a perfect load. You're never going to have that's, a that's perfect true. setup. You're going to have to go from I'm standing here and I'm helping a friend move or I'm standing here and you have to pick up your 100 pound kid and run for a mile down the beach. I know a guy that happened to and that completely changed his training methodology. Wow. He wanted to be able to carry anything that he could pick up for as long as he could. Like a case of emergency or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I also think with strength, there's the mental aspect of it. And there's obviously a mental aspect to every sport. But with strongman, like you've said before, it's, you've got to push to those places that you don't know, that your body doesn't want you to go. I think that's the other important thing about strength is the lessons that you learn under a heavy bar I, they, I, at least for me, I haven't seen anything else in my life that can replicate that. There's obviously things that challenge you psychologically and, and, and emotionally. Like, I mean, obviously, my wife's transplant and adopting our son, Wesley. Th th those are high things. High five, bro. Thank you. That was so, a high five right there. <laughs> so, so those things obviously challenge you mentally and in a, in a different way. But when it comes to being under a bar and, and feeling your legs say no and your brain tell your body you're going to do what I tell you to do whether you like it or not that to me I feel like I'm getting goosebumps as I'm saying it like that to me first time I squatted 405 like that to me was a lesson that I can't repeat outside of it and until somebody practices strength training or, or does strongman type lifts it's it's hard to understand but but you you get obviously what I'm talking about so the mental aspect of the sport how important is that to the way that you approach life now doing this training for seven years you're going to pass out before you die <laughs> entirely serious you're what's it's yeah. before you walk into something that scares you what's the worst that's going to happen you're probably not going to die yeah okay okay so go for it yeah have a plan if the plan doesn't work just keep moving okay it's like under a under a heavy barbell i load up a yoke if it's gonna ha I'm gonna go as hard as I possibly can to try and make it happen. If it doesn't, well, I know how to fail. I know how to fail safely. Yeah. Just like in life, like if you go for a job interview, if it doesn't work out, you thank them, yeah. wish them a nice day, and keep on moving. Huh, that's important. Yeah, because I, I, I tend to think more about strength as overcoming the weight of the bar, but anyone who's ever done strength training has failed a lift. And, and we all understand what it feels like to, to aim for a PR and not hit that. And you, just, you get up and you, get, you train the next day and you start working on it again. And I think that's, you obviously have tried and failed a lot of lifts in order to hit PRs. And I'm sure that's taught you a lot just about just life in general then. It's, I've, I'm way more confident in the gym than I am with anything else because there's a simple, there's, there's always a plan. And yeah. the more I can transfer that out 
there's always a plan for success and failure is just just means that I'll do it later. I'll get back to it. Okay. As long as I don't die in the gym, <laughs> yeah. there's only two possible outcomes. Either I hit what I wanted to, or I'll get to it later. Okay. It's either I, I win or I come back and try again. Yeah. The more I can pull that into every other aspect of my life, the better I do at everything Absolutely. else. Absolutely, yeah. It's just a good way to approach life with positivity. Is you just take each failure as a learning opportunity of, okay, I'll get it next time. Let's say somebody hears this interview and they want to start doing some strongman type stuff. Where should they even start? Talking about like resources or how to train? I'm talking about how to train. Okay, so, so some of it is extremely specific to the implement, like a lot of your overhead pressing events. So okay. circus dumbbell, the log, keg, you're gonna need those okay. to just do, to do them at all. But somebody who's not even overhead pressing, they should probably just start putting a bar overhead. That's all I was about to say, man. Just start, <laughs> press everything that you can find at your gym overhead. The, the bench, the attendance. The I've done all of these. <laughs> all of these here. I've, seen I've done all, and Johnny has, Johnny's watched me do all of those yep. here. Um, so overhead press has carryover to every other kind of overhead press. So your conventional strict press, other some people call it military press, yeah. I don't get that. So your strict press, your push press, going into Olympic lifting where you do your push jerk, not so much your split jerk, it's just really hard yeah. to hit that mobility yeah. in, unless you're a woman, because their implements are generally narrower. Okay, so you can go So they can, there's a lot more room to move under whatever the thing is they're lifting. Yeah. Um, pressing, strict press or push press or push jerk, the heaviest dumbbells that you can find, the heaviest kettlebells, um, okay. If your gym has anything else, the more variety you incorporate in your overhead pressing, with a bias of maybe like 60% of that being strict pressing. Okay. Because when technique breaks down, or if you have to press an implement that you've not only never seen, but you didn't even know was a thing, <laughs> like there's an event now called block pressing, or Mauser block pressing, which is just a rectangular concrete or steel cube. Oh, wow. And they usually have little... Um, like bumpers molded onto the corner so you can actually get your fingers under it but you pick it up off the ground That's and you different. press it overhead wow i'm thinking about doing a comp like two weeks after another comp where they've got block pressing that's awesome so some type of overhead pressing obviously squatting they need to start, people need to squat so squat uh so unless you're actually prepping for an event that has something where you're going to be doing a back squat yeah strongly biased or training toward front squatting Really? Okay. Front squat I because front squats, the uh, the the upright position of a front squat versus yeah. a high bar back squat or a low bar back squat is going to have more transfer not only to a squat, which squat events don't usually come up in strongman. Oh, okay. It's that the squat transfers over to lifting an atlas stone, lifting a sandbag, oh, gotcha. carrying something either in your yeah. hands or on your back or in your gut, like a like carrying a sandbag or okay. an atlas stone. You need to maintain strength in the upright position, and then also. The stronger you are in that upright torso position, driving with your legs is going to transfer to what we just talked about, all of your overhead pressing gotcha. events. And then picking heavy stuff up off, off the ground. So deadlift, um, in every possible deadlift variation that you can do. Okay. So lots of time in the conventional deadlift. Do some sumo. Not that sumo will ever come up in strongman, yeah. but the sumo deadlift position Again, with your upright torso. Upright torso, yeah. and also when you're lifting an atlas stone, a keg, or a sandbag, it's going to be starting in between your feet. Oh, so you yeah. need to be strong so the, in that. That setup. Yep. Um, and then if your gym's got them, um, landmine deadlifts are great. Yeah. So single arm landmine deadlift because you, you grip that two inch um, sleeve. You're, it's ultimately yeah. you're testing grip. your grip. Yeah, grip is huge. Um, in this. It, the heaviest 
dumbbells you can for dumbbell deadlifts or dumbbell farmer's carries. Okay. You're never going to get close with dumbbells to the same loading you will with farmer's handles. Yeah. But just carry it for a really long distance. Yeah. Like walk your entire gym a few times. Um, with the with the constantly increasing popularity of kettlebells as a training methodology, there's no such thing as too many Russian swings with the heaviest kettlebell that you have. Yeah. Yep. Like if some gym's got 125 pound, if somebody's got 150, just do it. <laughs> just do it. In, just do it until your form completely breaks down. Rest about 30 seconds and get right back to it because it's and, not only going to build up that hip hinge, but it's also going to build up that grip. The Russian swing is this is the only swing that we use. Uh, in straight shot, we don't use the overhead swing. So, for those of you listening, this is just the swing to your chest is the Russian swing, yep. which is, which to me is how you swing a kettlebell. But some people disagree. So let's move into the lightning round. We're gonna go through this. Uh, John does not know uh, the questions that are I coming. I heard something about dogs. Yep. So gonna, yep. All right. So favorite exercise? Cleaning anything. Power clean with a barbell. Cleaning a sandbag over the shoulder. Doesn't matter what it is. I want to pick up to my shoulders and throw it over. Got it. Least favorite exercise. I don't like back squatting. Really? Yeah. Wow. For as much I, as I don't do like it. vanilla back squatting. I okay. don't like playing where we're just gonna do like a ten by three. Yeah. Give me like a pause. Give me a multi-position pause. Throw bands, chains, do it Safety to a bar. bar. Something different. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Favorite food? I love sushi. Really? Cause you have a shirt that says dogs and fitness and pizza and ice cream. No, sushi? I love I love sushi so okay. much that I avoid it, <laughs> except for like maybe once or twice a month because there's a sushi buffet in town and I will eat. Three plates—it's like thirteen bucks—and I will eat like three plates. So we're talking like probably three thousand calories, mostly carbohydrates, and then I am asleep the entire day. <laughs> okay. So I have to be really careful about that. Well, what kind of music do you listen to while training? Uh, that's going to be a lot of very heavy, very aggressive music. But it always—I need clearly enunciating lyrics, and I need it to always be extremely positive. Yeah. So a lot of songs about like people fighting through depression and overcoming it with the help of their friends and their family. Um, I'm not a religious person, but if they're like talking about how like their religious faith got them through, like that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. If they're talking about people, I love people who are singing about overcoming something dark and that okay. terrible that's happened to them, and they're surviving not just through their own efforts, but also everybody else who brought them up. Man, I'm cheering up a little bit. <laughs> I absolutely love like... Yeah, no, I'm lifting like, with you. And it's not just like people expect that you're going to be listening to death metal while you're uh, while you're doing it. No, I mean, we're listening to like, there's some like Tech 9 songs that are really uplifting. I, I love, I love, absolutely love Tech 9. Some, some Hollywood Undead. Yeah. Because some of it, like the lead singer of that band, like he's dealt with depression a lot. I absolutely love yeah. Hatebreed for that. Yeah. Because... After about the first two albums, their entire catalog is turned to just overcoming challenges. Yeah. I mean, heck, they have an entire song that's just about honor. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love Sabaton. Okay. A, I think my personal favorite though is whenever Lonely Island sneaks in. That is it's, amazing. It's we so can't great. reference a single Lonely Island song, <laughs> but it's always funny because it, it lightens up the mood. It does. And um, oh, Wage War. I just got into them. Okay. They're a little bit hard to understand sometimes, and uh, a lot of again, it's overcoming adversity yeah. and challenges. Awesome. Uh, you can only own one: a puppy or a car. I'm having a puppy. I'll I'll figure out what I need to do. <laughs> just get a big enough puppy. You can just ride it. Well, because Johnny said car, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get him on a technicality. I'm just gonna own a puppy and a uh, short bit pickup truck. Okay. Oh, jeez. Okay. Wow. Your brain ran instantly there. Boring right. that one. Yep. Oh, you got both then. Uh, if you were an animal, what animal would you be? Dog. Dog. It's all. Yeah. Dog. Dog. Huh? And is is a specific breed? 
big, fluffy, okay. mixed breed mutt. Gosh, that so describes you. Because, I mean, when people see you, I mean, you've got a lot of tattoos, uh, shaved head, beard. You're typically in the corner covered in chalk, lifting a bench with plates on it or something weird like that. You can He's be, not you, making you that can, up. No, and you can be very intimidating, but genuinely, teddy bear. Nice person, very respectful. I spent a lot of years studying recreational violence with friends. Okay. Krav Maga. Yeah. <laughs> so I always found that fun because we were being extremely aggressive to each other. And it was always in a positive environment. And um, like chipping somebody's tooth was like high five moment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've carried that same thing over to the gym where I'm having such a fun time that I will always invite anybody around me if they're they're unlucky enough to make eye contact yep. into whatever workout I'm doing, doing because I'm having so much fun and I I get more out of seeing somebody else succeed than I do like if I'm training okay. with Johnny I would much rather him or literally anybody else out there I would much rather that person hit a five pound PR or outperform me by one rep or do something a little bit better than I am because yeah. I I don't really care so much about my own performance. I want to help other people. Yeah. And I have That's so awesome. much fun doing it. <laughs> uh, less positive. What's the worst thing to happen to the fitness industry? People who think they know everything. Okay. Yep. And specifically, detox tea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What superpower would you like to have? Uh, Zach Morris's time stop ability from Saved by the Bell. Gosh, that is a, that's a deep cut. Typically, people are like, I want to fly. I wanna Flight fly. is terrible. Okay. Flight is a horrible idea. Like, what does that mean? You're going to be able to fly at, like, what? Your walking speed? Okay, so that no, means... No, no, no. People want to, like, like Superman fly. Like, you're going to move fast. You will die of oxygen okay. deprivation. Well, it's a superpower, so it's not it, there, supposed to oh, be Oh, so you're real. saying, like, I want to be able to fly like Superman is different from flight. So I want Zach Morris's time stop ability. That means where you could, at any moment in your life, just say, time out. And you can move wherever you want. You can okay. move people that's around that's and then start it back up. But don't you? But you continue to age. So if you do that over a course of a lifetime, aren't oh, that is—that's the horrifying downside. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, that's dark. I never. But also about imagine that. how many it, it, take it as a completely selfless superpower where you don't. At that point, you're going to die before everybody else you know. Yeah. So how can you make a positive impact? Wow. Like there's no super strength. There's yeah. no ability to regenerate or survive anything. It's just you can fix little problems. Huh. There you go. That's, that's that got deep. Uh, give your beard a nickname. Grr. <laughs> Last one, a little more serious. What advice would you have for somebody who wants to get stronger? First, learn how to fail safely. Okay. And then don't be afraid to go to a really dark and heavy place when you lift. Okay. Just as long as you don't get hurt, you just have to go heavy. Just go as heavy as you want and then add more weight and then add more weight and then add more weight. Yeah. But learn how to fail safely first and listen to your body. Yeah. Like rip a heavy bar off the ground, but as soon as something feels like it's hurting or pulling or not moving right, oh, you're done. Walk yeah. away from the bar. Cool. Wise advice. Well, thank you so much for stopping by today, John. Another air. High there you five. go. I hope it's loud enough to hear. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening today. Hopefully John's passion for strength will inspire you to pick up something heavy this week. If you need some help getting started on a strength training program, head over to our website, 
straightshottraining.com for all the details on our comprehensive functional fitness program. Be sure to follow us on social media using the handle at straightshottraining and DM us videos of your lifts if you'd ever like any help with your form. Thanks again and have a great week everybody. 